This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. A business mentor once told me, businesses have to reinvent themselves each year. So for today's episode of DWB, I discuss Ironbound Media's rebrand and category expansion to serve underdogs and misfits. Challenger brands led by veterans, black women, and anyone else used to being one-on-one in a room. Gunny, take it away. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and Mission Plus, where together we're building the next generation of confident, resilient, and badass entrepreneurs and brands to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding and founder of Ironbound Media. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. What's going on, y'all? Your boy has been grinding behind the scenes. I've been head down. So I didn't get a podcast episode out over the last couple of weeks because I've been working on rebranding Ironbound Media, which I'm excited to talk to you all about today and the direction we're headed. But it's also just been busy because last week I was at the Milvet Startup Conference in San Francisco. Got to moderate a panel on bootstrapping with Sahil Lavingia, author of The Minimalist Entrepreneur and founder of Gumroad, along with the founder of a company called Squared Away. Her name is Michelle. It was a really dope-ass panel. Got a lot of positive feedback. And honestly, people think I'm a good moderator. And I think it's because of a lot of my experience, you know, hosting this podcast, some other platforms. And so, you know, I get the reps in. I get the practice. And so I appreciate you guys for you know, being my audience and allowing me to sharpen my own acts and that people are able to benefit from the skills I'm developing by being on the mic. And, uh, you know, that was my third year going to Milvet. I go every year. And even though I'm not a venture back startup, I believe life is lived offline. And there's just something about being in the room with everyone at the same time that's really hard to do in this age now where, like, we're spread out all over the world. It's really hard to get you know, my tribe in a single place. And so like for me, Milvet Startup Conference is like the equivalent of like Army Navy or the Brigade Boxing Championship, right? Like these events that are in my life that I know, rain, sleet, hell or snow, I'm going to be amongst familiar company whenever I go. And, you know, hosting the podcast, having guests on, it's great, you know, chopping up with them for, you know, an hour on here, but nothing beats breaking bread in person. So I want to give a shout out to Tim, Context Ventures, Brendan Aronson, and the rest of the team for putting on a phenomenal event. And, you know, going back to Ironbound Media, like one of the reasons I've been so head down is that there's been a lot of changes taking place in the media landscape. You know, a lot of service businesses are having to prove their worth in this age of AI. So many people have gotten laid off at some big publications from the New York Times, Sports Illustrated, and some others. You think about the podcast industry as a whole. Right. 2023 was rough on us because you had companies like Gimlet Media, which, you know, was a company I really looked up to. Shout out to Alex Bloomberg and, you know, his co-founder. He got acquired by Spotify for, I want to say, like 
150 million or something crazy. But Gimlet Media no longer exists, right? They rolled them into Spotify studios and they end up laying off a bunch of staff. And so, you know, the category you choose is very important because, like, you know, with the, the podcast industry being what appeared to be overcapitalized because you had all these venture capitalists and a lot of people pumping money into the space without really understanding the value of the market in general, you know, we're feeling the rippling effects for that. But, you know, as a Marine, you either improvise, adapt, and overcome, or you die nameless. And your boy ain't dying nameless. So I've been busy behind the scenes, you know, just using this as an opportunity to get a fresh set of eyes on the brand and think about where we are now and where we want to go. And what I appreciate you all that tune into the show is I'm not performing on here, right? And I say this, right? Like, this is not me, you know, trying to have the perfect script and, you know, blah, 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 right? No, I'm sparring. I'm, I'm, I'm testing ideas out with a lot of you. And I like bringing you behind the scenes into my thinking as a way to not only build trust, but to also kind of hear your feedback and, you know, just kind of think through some ideas and things that I'm working on. So I want to talk about this rebrand and I want to take it way back. The first podcast I ever launched was Confessions of a Native Son, a black veteran's perspectives on race, culture, and business. I didn't get paid a dime for that podcast. I launched that podcast in February of 2020. I probably spent, I don't know, half a year learning podcasting, prepping for it until I finally got the balls to just get up and uh, record that first episode and launch the show. And honestly, that's probably like one of my most successful podcasts. Like till this day, and I haven't recorded in a year, I still have the same subscriber amount. Downloads are still going because that back catalog is undefeated. And I know that if I record an episode of Confessions of a Native Son, which I actually plan to, but I'm just trying to stay focused right now because I got a lot of stuff in front of me. But when I record an episode, people call and text me right away, right? We have a relationship, right? I've had people tell me, that that podcast is a great leadership podcast, how much they appreciate my voice. And, you know, like I am, like if you look at my Colby, which is an assessment, right, that you can do, you know, I need to do different things, right? It's very hard for me to just kind of run the same play over and over, right? I have a curious mind. So like I got that initial arc of Confessions of a Native Son, like off my chest, things that I had wanted to talk about in the open for the longest time, but never had the platform to do it. And I said a lot of those things, and then I was able to shift my focus to more, you know, entrepreneurial education, teaching on the transition podcast, working with our clients at Ironbound Media. Um, and so, you know, it's been a good journey. But here's where I'll tell you. I'm still growing. I'm learning. And when I started this, Dog Whistle Branding, this was my way of really creating a brand building platform, lessons learned for veteran-owned businesses. That was the goal. That was the reason I had the cover art. Um, and just a lot of the way I was talking, a lot of the way we have the language in the Ironbound Media with the brand probe, you know, our initial engagement to let us, that lets us build out the brand strategy for our clients. But I'm using this opportunity, you know, with all the changes taking place to expand beyond the veteran space. And here's why. It's no secret, y'all. Like, I have an affinity for not only veterans, but black and brown entrepreneurs or anyone else who considers themselves a bit of a misfit or an underdog. Anybody that's used to being one of one in a room. That was me 
for over half of my life. Even going back to high school, wasn't a lot of black kids in Bryan, Texas talking about they want to go to the Naval Academy. So when I got put in them AP classes, I was <laughs> one of one. And, you know, that's fueled a lot of how I kind of see the world, right? I understand that there are like social and economic challenges that black and brown founders face that are unfortunate in this day and age. I mean, I read an article in TechCrunch that said in 2023, black founders received 0.48% of venture capital total in 2023, which is crazy, right? It's fucking embarrassment if I'm being honest. Not only that, I also read an article that 1% of ad spend goes to black-owned media companies. And as a black male living in Newark, New Jersey, I can't pretend like I don't see these things, you know? And I try to find a balance. I try to have a balance, right? Because I don't believe in poking fingers in people's eyes all the time, right? I do believe in trying to have an abundance mindset. But at the same time, we have to recognize the realities that entrepreneurs of all shades and colors face on the ground, but particularly those that happen to have melanated skin. So why am I bringing this up? We're going to continue to serve better-known businesses and brands because that's my tribe. Those are my people. We speak the same language. But I'm creating this new category of underdogs and misfits, which I believe is the future for what we're building here at Ironbound Media. And in my world, underdogs and misfits are not only veterans, but black women. And again, anyone who's used to being one-on-one in a room. Ain't no Ivy League degree required here, or you don't need to have that unicorn startup status. Just got to have grit, resilience, and the understanding of the importance to own your platform. Over the last few years, right, with the rise of social media, so many brands have been building their audience on rented land. These algorithms are changing all the freaking time. I think about 2012, right, when I launched my first brand, Fighting Mojo, on Facebook, right? The business pages were super organic. You could get a lot of traction and engagement, posting videos, etc. But then what happened? Facebook got all of us on this platform, and then they switched the algorithm, and then all those business pages that people built up, now all of a sudden, you have to pay for visibility. And I'm going to be quite frank. I think that's fucked up. It's business. People are going to do what they have to do, but at the same time, I think a lot of people were a little bit tricked and a little bit naive because a lot of entrepreneurs weren't really understanding the power and the importance of what we call own media, these media assets that you own and you have distribution to whenever you want, right? You don't need a gatekeeper to allow you to communicate directly with your audience. I include in these podcasts, newsletters, online publications. Think about like the Harvard Business Review or the First Round Review or go back, think about the CrossFit Journal. And even more recently, these online communities. I'm going to give a shout out to Tim and Context Ventures because they got this amazing Slack channel that is free for Milvet startups. So, you know, he's been working on that for the last three years. And I think at first in there, there may have been like 30 people. But now you got 700 people are in there engaging. And even in Black Veteran Entrepreneur, 
I talked a lot about the different Slack channels and private communities I'm a part of, but now you have platforms that allow them to make, make, make you run them. You have platforms that allow you to run them a little bit more efficiently, like Circle, Mighty Networks, and others. I think so many of us are chasing revenue and users and an audience at the expense of long-term brand sustainability. Because again, these social media platforms is the wild west. We saw what happened to Twitter or formerly Twitter, now known as X. And so let that be a cautionary tale. And I've already been pressing about the importance of you know, getting that newsletter going, spending more time building your list than building your social media presence. And, you know, you've seen a lot more consistency with our newsletter behind the scenes. But I want to teach more of this because I'm starting to gain my own point of view, right? As a category designer, it all starts with your POV. But sometimes, too, you've got to get the reps in. You've got to gain the experience. And so I'm coming into my own and I feel a lot more comfortable of owning my space, our space, me and my team at Ironbound Media, and not shying away from it because people are going to discriminate against you whether you want them to or not. Some people are just like that. But to try to quiet my voice, be less abrasive, right? And there's, again, there's a balance, but I want to speak my truth, and this is who I am. I love veterans. I love black and brown people. I love underdogs and misfits of all shades and color. And I want to help them build brands on platforms that they own. And so what you're going to see when you visit our website is our new brand identity. And I leaned in to a couple of different things. The Old West, because I got my master's in American studies from Rutgers, Newark. And I love film and particularly old school Westerns, like High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood, the Sergio Lorraine films, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and Once Upon a Time in the West. And I was able to leverage those films and inspiration from them to create a brand identity leveraging AI in a way that creates characters and images you're not used to seeing. You know, a black female outlaw with the afro or dreads, right? A black samurai in bright colors. Like, we can start to have fun with this. Because here's what I've realized. You are either going to self-identify as an underdog or misfit, or it's going to repel you altogether. And we're okay with that. Some people already said, you know, I don't know if I'm really considering myself an underdog. We might not be for you. But I've had other people that I, I had a call today. Someone jumped on. They saw a rebrand. And they signed up. And we closed them. And I asked, you know, what was it about us that resonated with you? He goes, I'm an, I'm an underdog. I'm in an industry where the odds are stacked against me. And you understand that. You, your, your copy, your positioning, your messaging spoke to me. And I was like, damn, that's exactly what it's about. And so what I want to do now, I want to share a little bit behind the scenes about how I think about our rebrand, right? I've already talked about the visuals and how I've been able to leverage 
AI to create a lot of these assets. And I think it's probably going to be beneficial at some point for me to record a Loom video and just kind of show how I am using AI behind the scenes. But I kind of have a formal process that I go through when I am building brands, right? And it goes into kind of two categories. The first category is just that kind of fast and furious. And this is that brand sprint. You know, this is just getting clear about who your perfect customer is, what you want to be known for, and, you know, a simple vision over the next like 90 days. And this is really, that's that validation phase, right? Because what you don't want to do is spend all this time building a brand identity and a category strategy when you haven't validated it yet. Like you haven't got money in, you haven't made sure that your messaging is actually resonating with people, okay? And we're already past that point, right? I've been kind of testing out behind the scenes. I know I had Shantae Frazier on from Well Capped. She was the episode I released before this one. And I was sending her a little bit of the copy and the, the, the photos that we were using. And it clicked with her instantly. My boy Drew, who's co-hosting the show with me now, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that, you know, resonated with him instantly. Eric Bakey, who was on here before, Combat Imagineer, resonated with him instantly. So I knew I was on to something. And so the last two weeks, I've been really going in. And so, you know, it all starts with like, what is our core purpose? What is your core purpose? That's the most important thing I tell people. Because when you are building your brand and you identify that core purpose, it can't be just something that inspires you. Like, oh, I want to build generational wealth for my family. Cool story, bro. But is that going to make your vendor get up at the 11th hour to update the website or fix something for a client? Most likely not. Got to have something that's bigger than you, that's bigger than them. And so our core purpose now is to build authority for the underdogs and misfits. Those are those challenger brands led by veterans, black women, and again, anyone else who's just being one of one in the room. And challenger brands represent innovative businesses that are taking on the incumbents, people that have been around, right? They're used to the status quo. Think about what brands you're using today. I mean, this morning, I had a dope-ass cup of fire department protein coffee, and it was amazing. It tastes good. And what's funny was it was also vegan. Great brand. Love it. We want to attract more of them. Because we already know that they are building their assets on these social media, building their followers, building their engagement. We also want to make sure that they're covered down on what really matters, that own, those own channels. Our core values are remaining the same. Don't be afraid to start ugly. Never stop learning. Protect yourself at all times. And lift as we climb. I've broken down these core values, I believe, on a previous podcast. but. Let me go through them again, just in case. This, just in case it's your first time joining us. Don't be afraid to start ugly. That means mastery is built through countless hours of constant practice and repetition. See, a lot of people out there, a lot of you out there, wait for the stars to align. You want to have all your systems and processes dialed in before you are ready to put out a piece of content. That ain't really our personality. We do our best. We pick that North Star. But we know we need to sharpen the axe. And the only way to sharpen the axe is to get punched in the face. Is to go through the routine of trying to get a piece of podcast or get that newsletter or whatever other asset out. 
because you don't know what you don't know. And the sooner you launch, the feedback loop can start working. And I know that with the growth mindset, things are going to start ugly sometimes, but the intention is to get better through constant and never-ending improvement. The Never Stop Learning, Masters of Our Craft. We're reading pot, we're reading books, listening to podcasts, taking online courses. I'm doing that right now. I got Skillshare up. If you've been following my personal LinkedIn, you're noticing I'm getting back to sharing doodles. These way of translating complex ideas using visuals, I want to do more of these. But see, I needed the quiet time to actually kind of practice this stuff because, you know, there have been times in this, this business owner journey of mine where I've been busy, but I haven't actually been effective, right? You know, been focusing on client delivery, been traveling, shaking hands and kissing babies. But when it comes to innovation, when it comes to expanding our market category, right, I got to be a little bit more intentional about that. And I got to cement my space, my place as the go-to brand builder for these underdog and misfit-led brands. So that includes having those doodles out there and continuing to hone my craft writing, getting those reps in on the newsletter. But we're always learning. Protect yourself at all times. As I'm recording this right now, just got back from the gym. Got a quick little, you know, hour workout in, some strict press and some pull-ups because I know that I can't be myself. I can't be my best if I'm not taking care of myself. That's the same for my team. That's why every time we jump on a call, I always ask each and every one of them, you know, how are you coming into today's call on a scale of one to 10? What are you grateful for? I check in with them and say, hey, are you good? You know, is there anything that I can do to make your life a little bit easier? Because we do need those pulse checks. You know, we're practicing meditation. We're practicing yoga. Because it's just, you know, this is a long play for us. And if you're going to, you know, this deployment doesn't end. Like I've said on the previous podcast, this ain't a six-month sprint. You know, we've been in it day in and day out since 2020. And we still got a long way to go. And then the last thing, lifting as, a cl- lifting as we climb. Because we do not want to live in a world where we're the only ones on the mountaintop. I can honestly say I think that's been a consistent theme of my life's journey in general. Going back from my time at the Naval Academy with the Navy boxing team, I didn't want to just be the only national champ. I wanted as many of my teammates to feel that experience and be up there on that podium with me. My story of moving to Newark and starting the Ironbound Boxing Academy and eventually with what we're able to do with Ironbound Media. We're really proud of the content that we are producing. We're not producing petty content or messy content. We're producing content that builds brands, that educates consumers and entrepreneurs, and that's authentic. That's the other aspect of it. And I'm going to continue teaching, right? This is me sharing my process behind the scenes so that hopefully you can apply it to your own. So we've gone through core values. My BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, I want us to generate enough profit and free cash flow to create our own venture studio, allowing us to invest in ventures led by underdogs and misfits that we believe in. I got to give a shout out to Shantae Frazier. You know, I was talking about it when she was on the podcast, but she is sharp. I see the market opportunity she has with WellCapped. I know it has unique challenges, but when you live in Newark and Harlem and you walk the beat every single day, I cannot see that category opportunity. And I want to be able to support entrepreneurs like Shantae. 
because I know what she's up against. I'm at the ground level. I've seen it. But in order to do that, we got to take care of business here. But that's our North Star. And the same thing for my team members, right? If any of them have a venture that they want to work on or a book that they want to write or something, I want to be able to support that. I want the company to be able to support that, right? Business relationships don't just have to be purely transactional, you know? I believe the old school, the incubation to where you can brag about the people you used to work with. You can brag about your boss and say, man, they helped me get my start. They were so supportive, right? Because we all only have one life to live and we might as well enjoy the people we're spending it with, both at work and in our personal lives. And I want to be able to support the team through the work that we do. Our perfect customer, brands and entrepreneurial organizations led by veterans, black women, and other lone wolves that are committed to improving the economic and social outcomes of their community, whether that's the veteran community or otherwise, or even those out there that have something to say and aren't afraid to speak the truth. When I had Luke Schneider on the podcast from Fire Department Coffee, you know, they're out making the world a better place. They're investing and supporting firefighter initiatives because, you know, when I think of heroes, anybody that's going to run into a burning building or, you know, you think about those first responders on 9-11, we know how selfless a lot of these first responders are. They're not perfect, right? But they're doing, a lot of them are doing the best they can with what they have, whether that's firefighters, police officers, EMTs, et cetera. And he and his team are committed to supporting them. They're doing, I believe they were doing stuff, you know, when the, the hurricanes hit, right? So there's a social mission behind everything that we're, they're doing. And that excites me. And I would love to be able to work with people like Luke and others that have some social mission of improving their community. Our bold beliefs. We believe in owning your platform, not building it on rented land. We believe in the power of unique storytelling, authentically told, in order to create positive change. We believe that the best brands aren't afraid to out-teach their competition. We believe in building your own table instead of constantly asking others for a seat at theirs. We believe you don't need an Ivy League degree or a unicorn startup glow to build a badass brand. And we believe that what makes you different is actually what makes you special. This is me taking off my armor a little bit on here because, you know, entrepreneurship, business building is a spiritual journey. You go through changes and you have to get back to the point to where you say, you know what? I'm not perfect, but I'm enough. And there's all these little negative voices in your head when you're up against it, when you got clients rolling off or you're just trying to get your start and things aren't going as you had planned. Things aren't going like you planned. And you get in your head a little bit. Well, maybe I need that degree from Stanford. Or, you know, if only I had a rich uncle, things would be so easy. Well, guess what? You don't. Sometimes you got to appreciate what you have. And in the words of Booker T. Washington, cash your buckets where you are. When I was at the Milvet Startup Conference, you know, and I was hosting that panel with Sahil, Tim asked all of us, he said, you know, one of the things I noticed as a theme in all of you all up here on the stage is that you use content. And a lot of people are afraid to share their ideas. They're afraid to post. 
I forgot the statistics, but like 90% of people are lurking, 9% of people are engaging, and 1% of people are posting. And I bet those statistics are even crazier when you think about like my personal network, people from the Naval Academy and military officers and stuff, et cetera. People are so self-conscious. They don't want to jump out there. They're afraid to fail in public. They're afraid to ask for help. But I've been doing it so long now, it's second nature. I've been taking L's. <laughs> it don't scare me no more. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but I just got thick skin at this point. And so I had to use what I had in the pandemic. When I started Ironbound Media, it was a laptop and a microphone. It was me editing the initial audio. It was me doing a lot of stuff because I looked around. I said, okay, what is at my disposal? What can I leverage? Okay, I can write. I got this podcast mic. I'd already started my podcast, Confessions of a Native Son. You know, let me tweak some stuff. Oh, I got access to YouTube. And you know what? Maybe that's the underdog story right there of just like looking around and saying, hey, what assets do we have at our disposal and how can we make them work for us? And so that's what I did. And, you know, it sounds like uh, a big lift for other people, but it's not rocket science, right? This is just kind of how I grew up. You know, a lot of times I've never had a safety net. You know, I've had to build my own platforms. I've had to build my own authority. You know, I've had to constantly establish myself in rooms around people that don't look like me. But I'm not just hitting my chest, talking big. I've had to demonstrate authority through writing a book or producing, you know, 600, 700 podcast episodes, you know, having guests on my platform that people respect. And then now that guest is vouching for me. So I've had to claw tooth and nail, but I know how to do it. I know how to teach others to do it. I'm incorporating something new now, which is our spirit animal. So Jed Richards from uh, the Richard Group, which is one of America's fastest growing construction companies based in Chicago. He told me six things that every business owner needs. And one of them was a spirit animal. And Jeff's spirit animal is a buffalo for the Richard Group. And so you see it on all their, you know, gear and stuff, et cetera. But that said in the back of my mind for the longest. And then finally, I started exploring. I was like, we need a spirit animal. But what spirit animal encompasses you know, who we are and what we're trying to do here. And it hit me because I have this little necklace. It's an African necklace that I got from a student at St. Benedict's Prep. And it's an elephant. And so I start doing some research. And what I discovered is that elephants are a great spirit animal for us because they have strong social bonds with their herds. We're the older and more index, we're the older and more experienced elephants often take on roles of leadership and mentorship, guiding those younger members of their herd and sharing knowledge across generations. They embody the African-American proverb of each one teach one, which originated during slavery in the United States when Africans were denied education. When you think about lifting as we climb through teaching everything we know about entrepreneurship, brand building, and category design, the elephant embodies that. And so what you're going to see as we keep building these assets here, 
you're going to see us engage in a little bit more creative anarchy. And that's nonconformity in our processes, right? We're kind of breaking free from traditional rules. I'm not hiding from AI. I lean into AI to create this brand identity. I'm testing things, you know? People say, oh, you got to drop a podcast every single week. What if we don't want to drop a podcast every single week? You know, Dan Carlin from Hardcore History, he drops like podcasts two to three times a year, if you're lucky, and still killing it. So everybody's trying to play these rules. Everybody's trying to hack the system. But again, what is the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal for us is to build authority, establishing ourselves as a category one, helping our clients do the same. And I think we've got a brand and we're putting a team together to accomplish this. I'm incubating a lot of talent. Give a shout out to my co-author, Alana Abernathy, and what she's doing with Evergreen Media Group, leveraging written content. You know, I'm going to bring her in on a project to be an editor-in-chief and take ownership of this online publication that we're going to use for the category strategy for the client. You know, shout out to Drew, my partner in crime from the design perspective. Drew has a skill set I'm envious of and that I appreciate. And one of the things you'll notice about me is all the people that I have around me, I have been working with them for years. Because I respect them and they respect me. And again, the whole business relationships don't have to be purely transactional. When you look at our existence of breaking bread with one another, going hiking on a Saturday morning, I think that's the thing that makes life enjoyable. I don't want to just work with people that are just a pain in the ass or we despise each other or they feel like you've cheated them. You know, you didn't pay them their worth. That's not the energy we're putting out here. So any of our partners, any vendors we hire, right, we want to make them feel appreciated and we want to bring out their best. In order to do that, we got to compensate them accordingly. And so if you're looking at businesses out there or even people in your network and it seems like they're constantly changing business partners, they're no longer friends with this person, whatever, I think that says more about the values they exude and who they're attracting. But that's just my personal experience. And we're going to keep leveraging new technologies. You know, I got to do some research. Shout out to CJ behind the scenes. You know, we're uh, looking at what are the newsletter platforms that make most sense for some of our clients. Like I like Substack because Substack right now is very easy. Now it doesn't have certain automation tools. But for me, I'm leaning on the content first and we can get the other stuff a little bit later. But I've just noticed that in the past, whenever I have tried to do stuff consistently, You get caught up in the stuff that doesn't matter and it overwhelms you and you're not able to get it out. And a lot of our clients have that same blockage. And so how can we make things easier? How can we lower the barrier industry of barrier of entry by identifying what platforms make the most sense for X particular client? So you're going to see me talking about them online, looking at some different platforms. Like I said, I'm using Stubstack now, but you've got ConverterKit, you've got Beehive, you've got some other ones. The future of podcasting and audio content. You know, I firmly believe that the, the, the hamster wheel of monetizing off of ad spend, that worked for certain people, but that's not what's as important to us. I use this asset and we advise our clients to leverage podcasting to prep the battlefield for your business. So when people jump on with you, 
or sponsors of conferences or events or whatever are interested in working with you, they already understand what you're about because of the content that you've put out and the trust that you've been able to build through the content. See, this is how I built trust because a lot of people I work with, they say, Mike, I listen to your podcast. We love it. When I go to the conference like Milvet and some of these other ones that are coming up, people say, oh, man, Mike, I love your content. So there's already a presence established, which is pretty cool in this digital age. And again, people are leveraging content for a lot of wrong reasons, you know, trying to sell hacks and gimmicks. That's not us. You know, if we don't have the answers, we don't pretend like we do. But all we can do is kind of share with you what we're doing, what's worked for us and some of our clients, and hopefully point you in the right direction. This can always be a, a source of truth for you. And you can always reach out to us directly to do a little bit of a deeper dive on something if you're curious. But that's the energy we're putting out, man. And I am appreciate having you on this journey with me. I do a little bit of a detailed write-up in, in my newsletter at the link in the show notes. So this is going to drop along with that newsletter. But if you're looking to clean up your brand, really get clear about who you are and how you're trying to show up into the world, you know, you're going to want to go through a similar process and you're going to not only want to go through it, but you're going to want to brief it to your team. Like there's some work to, for me to do on this, right? I have this podcast now, but I need to put these on slides and go through it with the Ironbound Media team and our channel partners too. You know, my partner, like I said, Drew and some other ones, because I want to know, I want them to know who we are. And one of the things that inspired me to go through this process again myself, because I've done it a couple of times. But, you know, you have to reinvent yourself every year. Same thing for businesses. You can't just keep running the same, the same stale play. And I had a coaching client that, you know, had to, we had to build his brand from scratch. It's a construction company. And then I was there with him when he did his business planning and he presented this to his team. And we went through the entire core purpose, right? The core, we call it the company core. We went through the company brand. And I could just see how impactful that was for his team as they're all kind of sitting there and watching and the direction it gave them. And so I need to make sure that I'm eating my own dog food, the same stuff I'm sharing with you all and I'm doing my coaching clients we need to do to ourselves. And you'll talk to a lot of creatives. A lot of creatives are great at advising and helping other companies, but sometimes they struggle doing it a little bit themselves. And one of the things that I've been blessed with is, you know, I lean in. I can get it done. I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. So as I scale up, probably might not be able to do as much as I'm doing now. But like, to be honest, setting vision, brand identity, you know, what we want to be known for, that category strategy, that's the main role and responsibility of a CEO. Or what I like to call the chief misfit. So I appreciate you all. It's been an honor having you on listening to me today. Excited to get this podcast episode out. I would love for your feedback. I have one ask for you. One ask. Very simple. Just make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at the link um, in the show notes. I mean, I worked on the newsletter for this episode all day, basically. I had some coaching calls in between, had some client calls. But it was important for me to get on here and talk through this because I'm so excited about it. And I'm excited to have you as part of the journey. And so if you have questions yourself, you know, if you're struggling with your own brand and need some clarity, let's get a conversation going. You can reach out to me directly, whether at mikeweirironbound.com 
or just on LinkedIn or one of the other social channels. Appreciate y'all. Until next time, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we blend strategy, storytelling, and podcasting to transform your brand into a dog whistle for your perfect customer. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by Mission Plus, a tech platform that helps nonprofit organizations upgrade their websites and leverage technology to deliver their services online. If your organization cares about its mission, then it needs to be built on Mission Plus. You can learn more by visiting missionplus.com. 